inmate at the Virginia Department of Corrections, Red Onion State Prison. To accept this call, press zero. My name is Randall Baugh, and I'm currently serving 1,214 years for capital murder in Red Onion State Prison in the state of Virginia in the USA. This is my podcast, Red Onion Randy. I hope you enjoy listening to me. Today, I'm going to discuss education, formal and informal. I don't have much of a formal education for several reasons. Uh, you know, one, you know, I do have several, or I've been diagnosed with several learning disabilities. Uh, ADHD, what I've come to term verbal dyslexia. And just, you know, I, I can never roll my R's. And even when I was a kid, I had trouble just pronouncing regular R's, um, you know, which is one reason why I quit trying to learn Spanish because I just I'm never going to be able to learn because I can't speak to R's in a Spanish way. And it really just screws up the whole thing. Uh, the first school I ever went to was Broadest Wood Elementary. Now. Broadest Wood Elementary was, uh, it was a good school, but it was more of an upper class school uh, in Earlysville, Virginia, which is right outside of Charlottesville, Virginia. It's basically like a country suburb of Charlottesville, though I lived a little further out at the foot of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, And my family was dirt, dirt poor, like dirt had more money than my family did. That affected me in school because... Pretty much me and my two brothers were the only ones that were poor and wore trashy, dirty, cheap, rednecky clothes. You know, I mean, I remember we had the shoes from the Dollar General store that had the Velcro strap on it. You know, everybody else would be wearing Nikes or Reeboks or New Balance or Adidas or what have you. You know, and they had Levi jeans and, you know fancy shirts and stuff like that. We, we didn't have anything like that. We had those little meal tickets because we couldn't afford to bring our own lunch. You know, so we had to get free lunch from the state. You know, I mean, we was incredibly poor. To be picked on, to just be looked at as different affected me. You know, it had an impact on my education, on me even wanting to learn, having the desire to learn. And I didn't because I felt so bad. I felt so out of place that, you know, I just retreated into my head and I didn't pay attention in class. The only thing I've ever done education-wise that I have excelled at, exceedingly excelled at, was reading. I am a phenomenal reader. It is nothing to me to just lay down and read a thousand page book in a day. I mean, I can do that easily to the point where I've actually had to train myself to read slow so that I can make the books last me longer. So that's the only thing as far as education goes that I've I've excelled at. So when I was in school, I had that complex is what it was. And I didn't want to learn because I just, I felt bad. I didn't have no self-confidence. I had no self-esteem. I didn't believe in myself. And I didn't like learning. I thought learning was stupid. Yeah. Explain that one. But that's what I thought as a kid. 
I would always sit in the back of the class. I would always, I mean, I can just close my eyes and visualize myself back then. And I remember sitting all hunched in, sort of like someone was going to hit me. That probably had a little bit to do with, you know, my dad beating the hell out of me every chance he had. But it was more of a defensive mechanism because I felt stupid. I didn't, you know, feel like I could learn. I didn't feel like I wanted to learn. So why do it? You know, so I would just sit there hunched in on myself, scared to death that the teacher's going to call on me and embarrass me because... Let's face it, when you're young like that and the teacher calls on you to, to give an answer and you get it wrong or you don't know it, the other kids are going to laugh at you. That's just the way of life right there. So, And that just made it even worse. So school was a terror for me. So I just, I checked out. You know, I was mentally and emotionally checked out, even though physically I had to be there because, <laughs> believe me, you won't skip his school on dad because if the school would have called him and told him, hey, Randy skipped school, believe me, I was going to get the living hell kicked out of me as soon as I got to the house. It just is what it is. But that took his toll on me. Growing up, I I just, I've always had that mindset. You know, I, I just, I didn't want to learn. In high school, the same thing. You know, I was too busy fighting. I was too busy stealing stuff, breaking into homes or stealing cars or doing this or doing that. You know, and then I was in and out of juvenile prison all the time. And when I was in juvenile, I mean, I was in gladiator school. The only thing I learned how to do was to break more walls, commit more crimes, and fight like hell was on fire. And I was pretty damn good at that. I learned pretty quickly. You know, that's another thing that I learned very well, besides reading. But I do have my GED, believe it or not. I know that sounds kind of strange, but uh, I do have my GED. And I pulled it off by the skin of my teeth because the last time I was in Beaumont, I was 18 years old. And I had like two months left before I got released. You know, they had no choice they was going to release me whether they wanted to or not. My time, not only was my time up, but I was 18 years old. You cannot stay in juvenile prison beyond that unless they ship you to an adult prison. And as I didn't have adult time at that point, it wasn't a damn thing they can do. So I was walking across the yard one day and I saw the teacher. Um, I can't begin to tell you his name. I have no clue. But I just yelled across the yard, hey, yo, so-and-so. Man, I'm about to bounce, dude. You know, I'm about to go home, man, uh, here in two months. But I'm trying to get my GED. What's up? And he's like, all right, I'll take care of it. And like three days later, they called me over to the schoolhouse. And so I walk across the yard down the fence line around the back. And I go into the school, you know, go into class. And there's like five of us in the classroom. You know, we're separated by a couple of desks each. And, uh, he passes out the GED, and I take it. Mostly just guesswork. And, <laughs> yeah, so I took it. And, uh, you know, I got released from Beaumont the last time. 
uh, to my dad. I went home to stay with him for, I don't know, about a month before that blew up in my face. And then I kind of bounced around a couple of places. And uh, I remember one day my juvenile probation officer called me and said, hey, we got the results for your GED here. You know, swing by after work and pick them up. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I called my brother's high school sweetheart, uh, Melissa, who happens to now be his wife. She picked me up at work and took me up to uh, to my probation officer's uh, office and, uh, you know, went in, talked to her, you know, explained to her, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. No, I don't have a dirty urine, blah, 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 blah. And I got my results back. And sure enough, I passed. I believe I passed with a 77 I can't remember. It's been so long ago, but I did, in fact, pass my GED. And, of course, that did help me none because I wound up in prison a few short months later. And my first couple of years in prison, I don't know, first four or five years in prison, I didn't care. I, I, you know, I had no desire for an education. You know, I was too busy ripping and running, trying to hustle and, you know, slinging ink and getting into fights and slitting a dude's throat because he came out his mouth and said, hey, I'm going to knock you out and rape you, you know. Um, and I wound up in SEG in solitary for the first time for, you know, five years. A couple of years in, you know, I remember being on the rec yard talking to some guys who were really, really smart, who were really, really educated. I remember embarrassing the hell out of myself because I was talking to them and I was trying to sound smart. And, you know, I was using words completely wrong. You know, I, I don't remember, you know, what they were or anything. Otherwise, I would give you an example. But I remember them just looking at me like, man, you were so stupid. And that, that, that bothered me. That kind of hurt me. It hurt my pride. And as we all know, when you hurt a man's pride, he's going to do something about it. I was in solitary, so I couldn't get my hands on him. You know, otherwise, I, I, I would have taught him a little bit more respect. But the fact of the matter is, they didn't disrespect me. They actually respected me by calling me on my BS. They called me on my stupidity, and that was actually genuine respect because they were saying, hey, youngster, tighten up. You know, stop pretending to be something you ain't, man, and actually become something you want to be. And, you know, I didn't realize it back then, but nevertheless, it still gave me that impetus to go for it. And I ordered some library books. Now, back then, you could only get two library books every two weeks. And as I previously mentioned, I mean, I can read a thousand page book in a day. So, you know, it wasn't much. So for me to give up my novels and whatnot that I was reading for an education book was a pretty big deal, you know, because you only get two. <sighs> and sadly, guys in prison are so lazy that they cannot take the time to handwrite out what they want from that book. Instead of copying it down for themselves so they always have it so they can study it longer before they have to give the book back up, 
they would just rip whole sections of the book out. So you might have a 500-page educational book, yet there's probably only 200 pages still in the book. So you can't learn anything from it because all this stuff is missing from it. And that's pretty much every single educational book in the DCE library. That didn't help me none. Um, you know, so you had a couple of free book places uh, that they're pretty much, as far as I know, they're pretty much all out of business because nobody donates books to them anymore. And, you know, they don't have the money to, to ship the books to prisoners anymore. So, you know, I got a couple of things. Um, I got a free dictionary from Quest Bookshop in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, which is my hometown. And I did what I could to improve my vocabulary. Uh, you know, every time I would read a novel, if I come across a word, I would look it up in the dictionary, you know, just so I would have a, a better understanding of that word and what was being said. And just after doing that for a couple of years, my vocabulary improved. I started learning. I would just learn what I could when I could. Eventually, you know, I was able to get a TV. You know, we have PBS. So, you know, I'll watch nature shows. I'll watch Nova sometimes, you know, with some of the other shows on there. You know, I mean, I do what I can with what limited access to educational books I have. You know, I would love, believe me, I would absolutely love to be able to take a correspondence course, you know, to some, you know, college to get, you know, a bachelor's degree in English literature or, or something of that nature because I'm currently writing children's novels. Hopefully one of them is going to get published soon uh, through Amazon called Elise in the Magic Well, which I wrote for my friend Charlotte's daughter, Elise, my little piglet. And I'm working on a couple of other things, but this is the thing. I had gotten some how to write novel books before, how to write movie script books, and I couldn't. I, I tried. I mean, I did everything I could to learn, but I couldn't do it. You know, but through the documentary, I met a, I met two friends of mine, um, Elizabeth Norris, who is an author and an editor for Harper's Collins Publishing, and uh, Dan. Uh, Oh, what's Dan's last name? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't I can't remember Dan's last name off the top of my head. Um unfortunately though, they uh they no longer write me um. I'm not sure the reasons why. I do know that Elizabeth Norris had pancreatic cancer and uh you know, she was doing, you know, really bad and so on and so forth. Dan Cocos, no? Ah, sorry, that, that's going to annoy me forever until I can remember that. Um, but they, they simply sent me two emails. Dan sent me the email teaching me how to write a movie script, and Liz sent me two emails teaching me how to write a novel. And in, in three emails, they did what several books could not do. They taught me how to write a, script, a movie script, and a novel. I mean, it, was, it blew me away how easy I was able to learn from their emails. And now I'm in the process of becoming a published author. You know, um, I'm working on my own movie script, uh, though that's 
kind of fallen to the side a little bit because I got some other projects I had to unfortunately put in front of it. But things like that, I do what I can to learn when I can. But it's not been easy, you know, and that's the reason why I would love to be able to take a correspondence course, you know, and to get my bachelor's in English literature so I can just have, be more well-rounded in my reading and in understanding because this is the thing. I can't begin to tell you what a noun, adjective, or verb is. You know, like those basic English things that you learn when you're in elementary school, I don't know those things. I just, like with my punctuation, I basically mimic what I've read in novels and in books that I've seen. I just, like, okay, yeah, this looks right, so I do it. And the crazy thing is, I mean, I know I still make some mistakes here and there, but for the most part, I've actually got it down pretty bad, just imitating what other authors write and their and how they write. You know, so that's how I learned English. That's how I kind of learned how to speak the way I speak, because I just, I read so much and it just kind of naturally came to me a little bit, you know, but I don't have a formal education. Like when it comes to math, I can do your basic math. But right now, I, I, I don't know how to do percentages. I don't know how to do, um, like, algebra or fractions or stuff like that. You would lose me. You have one minute remaining. This has been Red Onion Randy. I hope you enjoy listening to me. For those of you who listen to me on Apple Podcast, I would truly appreciate it. If you would rate me and review me, preferably five stars, but I'll take whatever you can give me, and I'll be damn grateful for it. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you for using GTL.